This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Just got done talking a little Cowboy football with some callers in the previous segment. So nice segue here to talk uh, about the Cowboys and, and where they're at with Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott. There's, I don't know that there's a team who has a bigger contractual checklist that I can remember at this juncture in training camp with as many good young players as the Cowboys seem to have. And joining me right now to talk about that, he covers the Cowboys for WFAA-TV in Dallas. Mike Leslie joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Mike, it's great to have you. Appreciate you making time on a Sunday evening. Are people overreacting a lot to uh, Jerry dropping the Zeke who last night in the the little (laughs) media scrum? I I would lean toward yes. I mean, he was definitely kidding. But by the same token... Jerry doesn't say anything by accident. So there, you know, there's always, you know, it's not the first time that he's negotiated a contract and it's not the first time that he's negotiated a contract in the public and, you know, through the media. Uh, So I don't think it was by accident that he said that, but by the same token, I do think that there's some validity to the, you know, approach to this situation that he wouldn't make a joke like that if things weren't at least going in a positive direction, if they weren't at least making some progress and he had some confidence that they're going to get a, a deal done. It's just a matter of, you know, they, they may not be there yet. They still have, you know, some minutia to, to work out. But I think they're going in the right direction, and I think that's, uh, you know, perhaps promising for the Cowboys. Yeah, Mike, is geography the biggest indicator of that? Zeke gone from Cabo. He's back in Texas. Uh, the Cowboys are, are back from their excursion, uh, annual excursion west. Um, is is it as simple as well? These both both sides are now back geographically, especially Zeke, who could could have stayed in Cabo. I would imagine if he wanted to. Is this an indicator that that the, the green arrow is pointed up next to the relationship right now? I think so. I mean, and you're absolutely right. He certainly could have stayed in Cabo. Where he was at is his agent's compound down there. It is extremely secluded, and frankly, the reason why he went down there was less to make a point in his negotiation and more, I think to kind of escape because everybody went into full bore Zeke watch a few weeks ago when Cowboys training camp began and he didn't get on that plane and go to California with the team. And for the next day or two or three, whatever it was before he finally left to go to Cabo, everywhere he went, people were snapping pictures. Hey, Zeke's at the grocery store. Hey, Zeke's at Starbucks. Hey, Zeke's here. He's there. It was driving him nuts. And he's like, I got to get the heck out of here. So, Went to Cabo, same place that he went in 2017 when he had a six-game suspension, and he's been training his tail off there ever since. His group that he trains with came back with him from Cabo on that same flight the other day. Um, so, yes, I think the fact that he's kind of mirroring the Cowboys' travel plans is, is uh, a positive sign, and uh, I do think that they're moving in the right direction. I think there's confidence that it gets done here in the next maybe week or so. Mike Leslie, Dallas Cowboys, covers the Dallas Cowboys, I should say, for WFAA-TV in Dallas, joining me on CBS Sports Radio. Dak Prescott's contract is a big checklist item for this offseason as well. Are we you know, are we in the red zone on that one too, Mike, or is that one a little further off? I, I get the impression that they're 
more, that they are trying to figure Zeke out faster just because I think they understand that they need him. I think there's definitely a belief within this organization that this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. This is as deep and talented a, a Cowboys roster, certainly in the now five seasons that I've been covering the team, and I think you can go back a good deal farther than that as well. This is a team that has got talent and depth on both sides of the football, so they really believe that they are a Super Bowl contender. They're not that, though, if they don't have number 21 in the backfield. So they understand that needs to be settled. He needs to be back with the team for them to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. By the same token, having this situation kind of hanging over their heads with Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, as you were saying, coming up out of the break there, yes, that's odd and concerning just because that's a lot of money that's going to have to be doled out over the course of the next week, three weeks, six months, however, you know, however long it takes to get all three of these done. But by the same token, that's a really good problem to have. That means you've got three of the best players at their respective positions in the entire league, and they're all young. They're all under 25 years old. So it's a good, it's a good situation to be in, but it is still a problem because that is going to, once it's all done, eat up a significant portion of their salary gap. Mike, Mike is, that the, is that the pecking order? And, and I don't mean just within those three. I mean, you outlined that pretty well, that it's Zeke and then it's Dak. Amari Cooper after that. But they've got guys on the defensive side of the ball also. I mean, they got Jalen Smith yeah. and Byron Jones. They already took care of Demarcus Lawrence. I'm sure there's some other guys that maybe aren't in that same strata of, you know, ultimately guaranteed money, but guys, core guys that they would like to keep around that are maybe second tier guys. Um, is is it we gotta take care of these triplets first, then we'll figure everything else out later? I don't know that it's necessarily that way. I think that they feel like they can kind of mind split and focus on different things at the same time. I mean, Jerry hinted at the other day that, uh, you know, there's, there's another contract that, you know, may get signed over the course of the next couple of weeks before the season started. He didn't say who he didn't really give anything more than just kind of that, uh, subliminal hint. Um, but I think that they've definitely got the capability to focus on trying to get Zeke back with the team to focus on paying the quarterback, you know, uh, salary that's going to keep him happy, but also keep him um, as part of a team that has talent around him. That that so that that to me is the biggest. Uh, not just to me. I mean, it's obvious. That's that's their big issue here. Is yes, they want to have Dak Prescott. Yes, they believe in him. Maybe more so than anybody else does, because there's certainly questions. I think throughout the media and throughout the league, is he a guy that can carry a team? Yeah. I'm not convinced that he is. There, I think there are a lot of people that aren't convinced that he is. The Cowboys, even though they're in this negotiation with him, are saying publicly, uh, Jerry said it last night, it was kind of dwarfed by his Zeke comment, but Jerry said last night that he absolutely believes that Dak Prescott is in that caliber of quarterback, that he deserves to be paid as one of the top quarterbacks in the entire league. Maybe not the top quarterback. You know, I don't think he's going to make $36 million. It's going to probably be 32 to 34 I think. Um, but probably more so than the rest of the league, the Cowboys definitely believe that Dak is in that category, but they need to come up with a number that keeps him happy that he wants to sign to, but that also doesn't hamstring them for the next several years as they try to put talent around him. So that, that is the, the, the balancing act that they're trying to play right now. So who do you think ultimately gets sacrificed in all this? I mean, we mentioned, I didn't even mention Lyle Collins. That's another guy they need to sign. You know, they've given Zach yeah. Martin a big deal. They, ultimately they can't sign all of these guys. Like if you had to handicap this thing, who would you say are the, the guys who are going to wind up, you know, they're going to wind up walking and the Cowboys will get a compensatory pick for them down the road. 
you know, it's 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 going to be really interesting to try and figure that out over the course of the next six months because yeah. I think I think you're right that ultimately I don't think that they can sign everybody. I mean, it's just the way that the math works in this league. By the same token, that salary cap number every single year just keeps jumping. Yeah. So, I know a lot of people are kind of knee jerking, and, and especially the fans are kind of freaking out. Oh my God, thirty-two million dollars, or you know, the report of the request for forty million dollars, which. I, I think a lot of people tried to shoot that report down. I don't necessarily disbelieve that report. I think that's not what he actually expects is going to happen. I think that's part of his agents playing the negotiation game. I mean, you ask big, right? I mean, like you're, you're trying to buy a car. You're asking for everything, you know, not mm-hmm. expecting you're going to get all of it. You're not going to get one ninety nine a month. You're going to get two forty three. So, I think ultimately it ends up thirty two to thirty four. Um, but still, I think Cowboys fans are, are kind of freaking out about that number. Fast forward two seasons, and that's not going to feel like a whole lot because, I mean, just, just think about the contract that Patrick Mahomes is going to eventually sign. Oh, I mean, yeah. this, the, number, the numbers are going to continue to just skyrocket, especially at that position. So if they sign him to 32 or 34 or somewhere, it, it's going to feel, I think, to Cowboys fans like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're paying him this much. But – just have a little bit of patience and watch the salary cap continue to grow. And, and it's, it's going to feel a little bit better in a year or two. Mike Leslie, WFAA in Dallas joining me. No, Mike, I live in Houston. So I can, trust me, we're watching what's going on with Dak here because the Deshaun Watson extension is coming down there. That bill, no that doubt. bill is coming yeah. due soon. No, no doubt about that. Um, how is, uh, how's Jason Witten been looking in, in camp and in, in, uh, in the preseason so far? He was, he was very excited, I think, last night to just kind of get past those jitters. And it's kind of crazy to think about talking about jitters with a guy like Jason Witten that's accomplished yeah. all that he has in a preseason game. But he said last night after the game that he was feeling you know, the butterflies more so than he could really ever remember feeling for a long time in any game, let alone a preseason game, just because it was that first time to get back out of the field and do it for, you know, in, in I guess, whatever, it was a year and a half. Um, and, uh, you know, he caught that third down pickup to uh, get the Cowboys into the red zone last night that was just kind of quintessential Witten, Y option route. And he, he, that, that's just what he does. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising to see him just kind of fall right back into the fold and, and, and be himself. Um, obviously, he's not as spry or fast or as agile as he was maybe uh five six eight years ago but frankly he wasn't in 2017 either i mean i think it's i think it's okay to expect him to be about what he was in 2016 2017 because even then i mean he was not (laughs) he wasn't blown by anybody he's just he's a tactician he's going to be in the right place he's going to understand exactly what he needs to do on any given play he's going to make the right reads that's just what Jason Witten does. So I think he's going to be just fine. But it was interesting to hear somebody as veteran and as experienced and as accomplished as he is talk about nerves after a preseason game. It was a, it was a little disorienting last night. Well, and how weird does that last year for Jason Witten feel now being in the booth for Monday Night Football? I'm just talking like from your perspective as somebody who covers the team, been covering the team for five years. So you were covering the team as Witten's career was seemingly winding down. Then he has the most high-profile position in, in football broadcasting, color analyst yeah. on Monday Night Football, and then it doesn't go the way he wants it to, and now he's back on the field playing at a, at a level that's going to get him on an NFL roster for sure. Just how strange does that whole thing feel? It's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride for him, hasn't it? I mean, yeah. he, 
he caught quite a bit of criticism, obviously, last season. And, and if I'm really being frank and honest with you, I think to a certain extent it was deserved. I didn't think that that was the best fit in the world for him. I do think that he got at least better as the season went on. Mm-hmm. But the problem was exactly like you said, he was in this extremely high-profile position. When Troy Aikman started doing this, gosh, almost 20 years ago at this point, he was on the number three or number four crew, if memory serves, and it was him and Chris Collinsworth together. Hmm. Now, obviously, the two of them have both gone on to become number one guys at their respective networks, but they were both kind of breaking in and cutting their teeth and trying to figure out how to do this after their playing careers had come to an end. So that was the way it used to be. Now, obviously, Tony Romo kind of blew up the model and came in and just lit the world on fire and everybody fell in love with the guy, and and that's great. And obviously, he's been – I mean, for my money, there's nothing more interesting to watch in football than the final two to three minutes of a close football game with a good quarterback trying to lead a game-winning drive and Romo's on the call. Because you just get to see it from a completely different vantage point than we've ever really – it's just because he's so close to the game. And I do wonder, for whatever it's worth while we're on this topic, I do wonder at what point it will wane a little bit for Romo just because he's going to be, with each passing year, further and further removed from playing. Obviously, he'll still be able to study film. Obviously, he'll still be able to communicate with you know, his contacts within the Cowboys and around the league, and he'll be in production meetings and all those kinds of things. But it's different doing that and actually playing and seeing it on a day-in, day-out basis in practice and doing it every Sunday. So because he's so close to his playing career, he knows exactly what, for instance, Tom Brady was looking for as they're playing the Chiefs in the, in the uh, oh, I'm trying to remember, was that the AFC Championship game? Yeah, 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 but yeah. Um, I mean, he knows exactly what Brady's looking for in those moments. Um, and, and Mahomes as well, going the other direction. So it was, it, I mean, it's just fantastic, but I'm kind of getting off on a tangent here on you. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, Witten, I think, being back with the Cowboys is definitely where he fits. And I think probably whenever, whether it's after this season or beyond that, uh, whenever he's done, done, I think coaching is probably going to be the direction he goes. Mike Leslie, WFAA in Dallas. Mike, I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of training camp. Hey, Sean, thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.